0: So we have these three words that we use all the time, like joy, you know, um, happiness. And the Buddha uses another word, rapture, joy, rapture, happiness. And we don't really know what that means. But when the Buddha has broken things down into a methodical, um, into a pattern that we can follow, we can understand so we're talking about everybody wants their happiness and I want you to understand how you become happy and because we're almost out of time I'm going to have to make this a two part but I want to read for you the progression sometimes you can't get this in an hour if it was everybody would have it you know but <clears throat> continually touching it, you know, continually touching it, bit by bit, we get it, if we stay the course. So Venerable Ananda went to the Blessed One I'm reading from the Anguttara Nikaya, and on arrival, having bowed down to him, sat to one side and ask, what is the purpose of skillful virtue and what is its reward? And the Buddha said, the reward of skillful virtue is freedom from remorse and anxiety. So if we are filled with regret for something in the past, that we've done or failed to do, or anxiety about what the future holds because we're not sure we did enough or or whether we did too much or we just don't know what. Then, he said, look at, develop, cultivate virtue until you become skillful. Because when you do, it will bring freedom from remorse and anxiety. He said, and what is the purpose of freedom and remorse? He said, it is for the arising of joy. So joy arises when, we're, when we have freedom from remorse and anxiety because we have become skillful in virtue. So he said, but and what is the purpose then of uh, joy? He said, joy brings about rapture. So he describes in another place joy. It's like seeing an oasis and knowing that while you were dying of thirst, you could just press in and go a little bit further there's the water but rapture is when you actually get to the water hole and you and you actually stop he said and then what does that rapture do he said it brings about the tranquility so there's no way be tranquil not because you're in noble silence not because you don't talk or speak not because you sit like this for hours a day you're in a space of tranquility when there has been a sufficient joy for the quenching of your thirst I hope you're hearing me that's when tranquility is there And he said, and tranquility, what what does that produce? He said, that's what produces happiness. So happiness can never be achieved through what happens out here, what's said out here, what's done out here, what's experienced out here. It is a state of mind that rests upon tranquility, that comes from not only joy, but the fullness of joy that's based on freedom from remorse and anxiety that rests upon virtue. Are you hearing me? And he said, happiness? What does it do for us then. What's the good of it? He said it allows concentration. Can't have the concentration. I don't care how much time you put in. You can't have it without the happiness that's based upon tranquility, that's based upon the fullness of joy, that's based upon the freedom from remorse and anxiety, that's based upon uh, the uh, development of skillfulness of virtue. You see, there is a methodology, methodology, a methodology. He said, in this concentration, you know, uh, that means the ability to penetrate, that's what it means. The ability to penetrate, like, uh, uh, refracted light gives, lights up this room, but if you bring it into a single beam, it's strong enough to cut right through. And it cuts through our ignorance in that way. So we have talks that we call Buddha light. You know, so Buddha light is like, like, I like em, you, you like em, me, you know, like we feel good kind of thing. And we never get to the real issues. No. The ones that are really eating away, gnawing away, destroying underneath. No. We just all look chummy. Yeah. But this is it. This kind of, of concentration becomes like a laser. And it cuts through to that which is within me that needs Neutralizing, uprooting, burning out. And what does that do? It gives us knowledge and vision of things as they actually are. In other words, I'm not seated at the center of my world. But I just become a part of everything. So I have nothing to grasp and hold on to personally. To protect my sense of myself. And I don't need, I don't know I'm fastened until somebody touches that part. That's an owl. You know, I say ouch, that's an owie. And then this is wonderful. Right there. Right there is where you need to look. Right there. And he says, and when the knowledge and vision of things as they actually are begins to formulate in our view, disenchantment. Oh, man. Now you messed up. Disenchantment, turning away, detachment, Ananda. We're so afraid of that. We, we're so afraid of losing ourselves. Because good or bad, that's all I know. You know, this is what you see, this is what you get. We're so afraid, so we cling to it even when it's even when it's ugly. It, it's what I got. It's what I bring. It's who I am. I might try to hide that part so you don't see it. Or I might just stick out my chest and say, deal with it. But really, when we get to this place, we're looking to divest of all these identifications. That's the only way that we can live in harmony. Otherwise, it's constantly like playing that, what's that? Whackamole. Pop that, something pops up here. Pop that down, something pops up here. But it would just become smooth, stable, able to roll with the punches and be with what is arising. Not uh, requiring that things are so dependent upon. You know, if I tried to please everybody that walked in the store, just be no way to do. It would be a mess. I've had one month of free reign, and we've had, I don't know, it seemed like 15 different programs, like busyness, busyness. We're getting too busy. It's not just about doing something for the sake of doing something, even if it's cutesy, even if it's nice, even if it's it's not, you know. But we should be purpose-driven, not just hopping, doing things. And we have to be careful. But when we wrap around a personality, we get swooped up, caught up in that. You see? And that's why he said we should not get caught up in personalities. We can be with each other without being all wrapped up in each other. He said that when something that doesn't feel good happens, my mind is agitated. He said, but when something that feels good happens, the mind is still agitated. So he talks about coming to the middle way, that we never go too far to the extreme versus over like or dislike, over doing or not doing. You see, becoming stabilized in that middle ground, and then we'll have peace at every step. We won't have to go too like." Seek out a refuge for peace. We won't have to go seek out the forest for peace. We won't have to go because it can't be found out there. It's found in here. And he said, what happens then when this disenchantment with trying to manipulate the outer world begins to arise? He said, this brings the ultimate release. It has release and total relief as its purpose, as its reward. In this way, Ananda, skillful virtue leads step by step to the consummation of enlightenment. May you be well and happy and peaceful. May no harm come to you and no danger. May you always be able to meet with the inevitable difficulties of life.